Sales and Presentation Podcast, helping you win more sales and deliver awesome presentations. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Sales and Presentation Podcast brought to you by trevorleemedia.co.uk. I'm your host, Trevor Lee, and this is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want ideas to help grow their sales and to become confident and effective presenters and speakers. In today's show, I'm going to share with you some thoughts and ideas about how to put over your pitch and proposal and how to make sure that you try and get people to say yes to it. I've been doing quite a lot of work recently with new businesses through a mentoring scheme that have hired me in to give some advice and and general mentoring to startup businesses. And one of the things that they ask me about a lot is how do I convert a proposal uh, into a sales situation? And so we've been thinking about how they can do that. So I thought it might be useful to share those those sort of tips and bits of advice that I've been talking to these businesses about with with you out there in the uh, on the podcast. So first the first thing I say to them is well if you're going to put together a proposal or a pitch then think about number one priority is you've got to try and make it as easy as possible for your potential customer to say yes to whatever the proposal is that you're putting together. And to do that, it's really important that before you even do the proposal, and this proposal could be face-to-face in some sort of pitch sense, you could be emailing it to them, or you could be talking them over the phone about it. My preference is to try and get in front of people with your proposal, but practically that may not always be the case. So I suspect most of the time you're going to end up emailing a proposal. And so if you email a proposal, the biggest challenge, of course, is getting someone to actually open the email and then start to read it. So here are a few thoughts and ideas about how you might go about doing that. So first of all, it's really important that you've got a thorough understanding of what it is your potential customer wants from you. And to do that, you need to ask some big questions and make sure you've got the right answers. And when I say make sure you've got the right answers, I see very often that people ask the questions, um, they note down the answers, but then they go away and put the proposal together without any confirmation or, or clarity of those answers to make sure that they're the correct ones. So I always say to the people I work with, when you've asked a question and you've gathered a bit of information, just just say to them, right, so have I got this right? Is this what you need? And then relay it back to them. And if they say, yes, that's what we need to solve our problem or whatever it might be, then that's the opportunity then to put the proposal together. So what should you include in the proposal? Well, I think there are several things that you need to include in your proposal. But what we don't want to do is make the proposal, especially if it's a written one, go on and on and on and on. So clearly the customer benefits need to be in there. What is your customer going to gain from your proposal? And in line with that, what problems that they have are you going to solve? What situations can you help them with? One of the things you don't want to put in a proposal is everything because that will just cloud the issue and the customer will be searching for the things that are really pertinent to them. So make sure that you clearly understand, as we've just mentioned in the questioning, what it is that they want to hear in the proposal. 
Other things that you need to include in the proposal are things like the logistics. How are you going to deliver your product or service? What's, what do they have to do at their end? Are, do they need their people involved if your proposal goes ahead? Also think about including the timing and the time scale of your proposal. When's it going to happen? When, you know, how long is it going to take to deliver? And of course, you need to include the price in there as well. And it needs to be very clear about how the price is going to work. You know, don't 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 be ambiguous about how much your proposal is going to cost, because that will only act as a deterrent for people thinking, I'll take this proposal forward. So you, everything you put in your proposal has to be very, very clear. And I think also that if you're going to email your proposal, then, you know, get to the point fairly quickly, frankly. Um, I've just been working with a company, one of my clients, and um, they've been looking for a new website. And we invited, you know, I think three people in to pitch for this website. And then we we were sent three proposals. And you had to wade through tons of stuff to start with, which was all about how great they were. And they all they all sort of did this. <laughs> and pages of, oh, this is how good we are. And here's an example of what we do. And here's, that, here's how it will work and all that. And actually, what the client is always looking for is things like, the price. <laughs> what page is the price on? It's on page 12. So, hey, guess what? Which page are we going to look at first? Page 12. So why not recognize that and put your price information along with the key benefits on the first page so that as a customer, I don't have to wade through loads of stuff to try and find what I'm really looking for. Because I, I probably know all about how great you are because that's why I invited you in in the first place. So I don't really think in the proposal you have to keep telling me you're brilliant and how many awards you've won because I know that. So, um, so you know, let's not let's not think about that. Now, whether you're going to if you've got a chance to put a proposal together to somebody in person, then that's a brilliant opportunity because you know you're there in front of them much better opportunity than having to rely on phoning them or or emailing your proposal through so crikey if you get a chance to put forward a proposal in person then make sure that you do lots of preparation and you do the practice and try and keep your proposal in person to you know you only need to do it for a few minutes don't make it last 20 30 minutes cuz that will just distract more often than not from the people that you're putting your proposal to. So you have to be ruthless in what you're putting in your face-to-face -face proposal. I don't want you opening up your laptop and going through 500 slides, thank you very much. I just want to know as a customer, what's in it for me? Why am I going to be interested in this? When's it going to happen? How will it work? And how much is it going to cost? So put all those things in there. And I always say to the people I work with when they're talking about proposals and pitches is you have to deliver it in a confident way, not 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 cocky, if you like, but confident so that there's an expectation within your proposal that subtly says, I'm thinking you will take this on board. If there's any sort of negative stuff in your proposal, particularly if you're speaking it or delivering it in person, I'll pick up on that. If I'm thinking you're going to be surprised if I say yes to your proposal, then <laughs> I'm thinking maybe you're not that confident in delivering it to me. 
What you can, of course, look out for is if you're face to face with people, is the uh, is the old get people nodding. <laughs> you know, a very it's very rare people nod their head and say this is not of interest to me whatsoever. So if you're if you're propose, you know, your proposal is going out to two or three people around a table, then look out for the people who are nodding and get them on your you you know follow them through. One of the things I always say to people in a, in a proposal is try and offer some alternatives. Because at the end of the day, we want the buyer to feel as though they're making the choice and they're buying from you. And in some of the previous sales podcasts, I have talked about how important it is to make sure that the buyer feels as though they're making the decision. So wherever you can, try and offer three alternatives. And, it, you know, they don't need to be vastly different. They could just vary in the time scale. They could vary in the price and what you get for your price. There's, there's, I'm sure whatever product or service you are looking to put forward to a potential client, you will be able to find some slight variations. And then you're basically saying in your proposal, OK, Mr. Customer, choose the one that works for you best. And of course, ideally, you want them to maybe mix and match. So I'd like a bit of proposal A, but could I have that link, that bit that you've put in proposal B? It's going to get you more success, I'm sure of that, because you're helping me to give me a choice as a buyer. So think about that as well. And, you know, the final two tips really on in terms of putting a proposal together and, and, and delivering are think don't forget that, you know, sales is all about momentum. And therefore, if I contact you and I ask you to put you know, send me a proposal, then crack on and get it organized. Don't wait a week before you get back to me because I might well have got other proposals back. I mean, chances are you're not going to be the only person who's going to be sending me a proposal or coming in, you know, in to see me. So if you're going to send me a proposal, get onto it straight away. Keep the momentum going in the sale. And, and there is a feeling that the first person to react and get their proposal back to the customer increases their chances of winning the business. Because if your proposal arrives before everybody else's, there's a good chance I'll look at yours in more detail. If the other three or four that I've asked for come in after you, then, you know, they may not get that coverage. And if you're one of the three or four coming in after the first one, then you're in that same boat. So do everything you can to increase your chances of getting noticed and winning the proposal from your company that you're trying to pursue and want to work with. And finally, you know, um, one of the one of the things then is what do you do? How do you follow it up? How long do you leave it before you chase it up? Well, my advice on that and this, you know, is not just my advice. But if you if you listen to sales gurus on podcasts, I'm sure most of them will say the same thing. First of all, don't send an email a couple of days later saying, did you get my email? Have you read my email? Have you thought about it? Have you made a decision? That's not going to that's not going to be helpful. I've got your email. I've asked for your email in the first place. So if you need to follow it up, then the best way of doing it is to add some more value. So, Frank, on Monday, I sent you a proposal. Um, one thing I forgot to mention is that um, X, Y and Z add a bit more interest, a bit more advice, a bit more value to it somehow. Maybe send me a link to something that might be really useful to me as well. But don't just get up, get back on the radar. Give give me as the potential customer an excuse to open your new email. But make sure you don't say, you know, have you read it yet? 
Are you? What have you decided? All that sort of stuff. Brian Burns, who I've mentioned on previous podcasts, and I love Brian Burns' podcast, The Brutal Truth About Sales and Selling. But Brian says, don't go racing to a no. Go slowly to a yes. And that's really, really important part of what you're doing. So when you do follow up, though, try and make sure that you arrange a time and a date to do that. So don't say, um, OK, here's my proposal. Thank you very much. Um, I tell you what, shall I give you a ring in a week or so? Don't do that. Make sure that you nail it down. So can I give you a I'd like to give you a call. I'd like to come back and see you. Here are three. Again, use the three alternatives. Here are three alternative dates and times when I could call you or, or, con- or come and see you and give them those times. And I always say to people, when you're giving out times, then make it slightly quirky. Don't go for 10 o'clock on Thursday. Go for 10 to 10 on Thursday or 20 past 10 on Thursday so that it kind of feels more as though it's a definite time than than 11 o'clock, which sounds a bit sort of loose to me. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. There are some thoughts and ideas about how to help you deliver your proposal and get your proposal over the line. And the final thing to think about is, you know, try and put yourself in the shoes of the person that you're putting the proposal or pitch to and think about what are they going to come back to? What are the things that they might bring up? What are the things in your proposal that they might query? What might they object to if you if you if you like? So pre-prepare the answers to those questions as well. And if there is something that we might call the elephant in the room, then I would always bring that up in the proposal. So, for example, if you think, you know, if you've been given a real clue by them that your price, you know, is is way above what they would expect to pay, but you know it represents good value, then, you know, I would be inclined to bring that up at the beginning because you don't want to waste their time or your time if you put together a great proposal and all that sort of stuff. But actually, they then say, well, it's way too much. We can't afford that. So maybe think about how you bring that into the conversation early on, particularly when you're face to face with somebody. So there we go. There's a few ideas about how to create and deliver a proposal to try and win you some business. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of today's podcast. Now, if you're a business leader and you want yourself and your team to uh, in, you know, have some re-energizing of your sales pitch on things like that, or you want to attract new customers, whatever, then you know, invite me in. We'll have a highly interactive sales and session. It'll be a bit of fun as well. And my ambition will be to help inspire you and, and give your sales team some new energy and give your overall sales activity maybe maybe a slight change of direction as well. All you have to do is just drop me a line to trevor at trevorleemedia.co.uk and we'll get it organized. Now, if you want to appear on the show at any point, then the best thing to do is to, if you've got a great tip, either for sales or presentations, and you want to appear on the show, what we'll do is we'll do an audio interview. And um, you just need to email me. Email me at podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk and we'll fix up to do an audio recording and you'll be part of a future show, which would be terrific. 
Um, if you're new to the podcast, then do hit the subscribe button. And if you're a regular listener, it would be great if you could leave me a review somewhere on iTunes. would be brilliant. That sort of thing as well. So that's the end of another podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. So until then, make sure you make the most of the sales and presenting opportunities that come your way. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media.